uh oh, my budget. What am I going to do for dinner yeah. now? <laughs> yeah. Well, we have a new um, PDF, and actually, it's on our website, beeftips.com. We've got everything you need to know, everything you and I are going to talk about, you can find yes. there. This cut I've been making this month, um, and it's a sirloin tip roast, and half price of even a select tenderloin roast. Um, it's not as tender because it's from the sirloin, but it's still got that great beef flavor. You can't survive without it. It plays a part in almost everything we bring into our homes. It's agriculture. I'm Amy Flugsopt. In my 15-year career as a broadcast journalist, I've traveled the country, won awards, and have told the stories of everyone from presidential candidates to the neighbor next door. Now, I'm getting back to my farm girl roots to connect you back to where your food, fuel, fabric, and all of those items in between originated, the farm. Inside the Bullseye is a -a one-of-a-kind conversation that's designed especially for you, the consumer. Broadcasting from my home studio in Madison, Wisconsin, I'm Amy Flucsopt. Trust me, this isn't your grandfather's way of farming. from Christmas. And right now, this is your courtesy sanity check. How's everybody doing out there? (laughs) While the holidays are a joyous time, it can lead to a lot of stress. I mean, once you get through the gift wrapping, the decorating, the travel, now you have to figure out what you're going to serve your holiday guests. Well, this mama right here is certainly feeling all of the stress right now, and I'm sure you are too. But don't worry, even if you went a little overboard and blew your budget on gifts, you can still have a beautiful meal on the table, even if the price of groceries are up this year. We're talking about beef for every price point, some great options you can use to swap to cut the cost, but you're not going to skimp on all that flavor. We're also talking about what's causing these price hikes at the grocery store. Joining the conversation is Angie Horkin, the Director of Marketing for the Wisconsin Beef Council. Angie, we are so excited to have you here today. Thank you for taking some time out of your busy holiday schedule to chat with us. Of course, it's my pleasure, but let's keep it short. I do still have gifts to wrap myself. (laughs) I do too. I'm not done yet. Does your kitchen table look like gift wrap central? I have rolls of gift wrapping paper, gift bags, like everywhere. I have the door closed so you can't see it. So I cleaned off my (laughs) kitchen counter, but yeah, um, I I still have a a to-do list um, for the next couple days, um, but it's manageable. So I'll be okay. okay. (laughs) All right. All right. So let's just dive right into this because I'm sure a lot of people are sitting at home sweating right now thinking, what am I going to serve all of these guests coming? And we know a lot of people like to include beef on the menu for the holidays, but I mean, let's be real. If you've been in the grocery store lately, there's a little bit of sticker shock going on and it's not just with beef. It's with, it's with all groceries right now. And and that term meatflation, I'm I'm seeing it all the time on the news in the morning when I'm watching my, my, my local headlines. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about what's kind of driving the price right now. Right. Um, Beef prices are higher right now. So compared to a year ago, compared to November 2020 beef prices are 20 percent higher in the supermarket and it might feel like they're even more higher than that 20 percent doesn't seem like an exorbitant amount but but too mm-hmm. when you're checking out like 
everything costs a little more. So your whole bill is higher. And also beef prices were high a year ago. So we're adding on 20% to that. But a couple reasons why um, we feel like they are that high demand. Beef demand is high. So when demand for something is high, that means the price goes up. We don't have to put it on sale per se or sell it at a lower price to move it through the supply chain. Um, Also, of course, you know, I hate to say this because everybody's heard this for a year and a half, but the supply chain does have something to do with it. Um, Granted, don't panic. We're not going to have any beef shortages. The shelves will stay full. They're full right now. and you know, watch the supermarket flyers because they they're still featuring these cuts. I just went through all of our Wisconsin supermarket flyers Thursday, um, last week Thursday, and there are beef roasts in every single supermarket ad last week, and they will be this week too, especially for the holidays, um, because they know this is what consumers want, especially here in Wisconsin. You know, we are our, we are meat and potatoes. So yeah, prime rib, <laughs> um, we are. I have a prime rib here. It's frozen. I just pulled it out of the freezer just to have it. I bought it early when it was on sale, froze it. And um, 60% of rib roast sales nationwide are almost 60%, really close, like 58.8 or 59%, are the week of Christmas and the week of New Year's. Wow. So this is when we go out and we buy a nice prime rib roast. We eat prime rib all year round in Wisconsin, Saturday night at our favorite mm-hmm. supper clubs yeah. and restaurants. Um, but it's really fun. It's easy to make at home for the holidays. It is intimidating, though, you know, with the prices being high. Mm-hmm. Um, but go to the supermarket, look for a choice rib or ribeye roast if you want to make a nice prime rib for your family. Um also, second most pe- popular cut for this time of year, the tenderloin. Yeah. It's one of so my this favorites. is a choice in mine, too. Okay. My <laughs> husband's fa- favorite is the prime rib. Mine's the tenderloin. Whenever yeah. I go to eat, I don't order prime rib. The kids do. My husband does. But I usually get a tenderloin filet. Mm-hmm. Just because. It's, it's always tender. So the most tender cut. This is a choice tenderloin. So it was about $20 a pound. Now, you can definitely get a select tenderloin. So if you feel like this is um, a little too high for your budget, or maybe you're having a large get together, and maybe you need like two, three pounders, so you're talking a big investment, get a select tenderloin. Um, It might not be labeled select, but it won't be labeled choice, or you'll see it at a lower price point, like $11.99 a pound, or even um, you could buy a whole tenderloin roast, and um, that that could be as low as six ninety nine a pound, seven ninety nine a pound. Watch your supermarket flyers, you know whatever they have it for, and then go to beeftips.com. We've got a great page. We can show you how to take that full tenderloin roast, cut it down, get a nice center cut for your holiday meal, and then make two other meals with it. So that's, that's a great way. It's a great way to save money. You know, you're then you're kind of shopping once and you can make three meals um, over this, you know, couple weeks we have here where we're, we have a little more time to cook or pop them in the freezer. Mm-hmm. Um, you can definitely freeze. I like taking my beef out of the retail package and wrapping it tightly in a plastic wrap. And then I do a layer of aluminum foil or freezer paper if you have it. Mm-hmm. Label it, date it, just in case it gets in there and gets pushed to the bottom. 
label and date it so you know <laughs> what it is. And um, I think we like to tell people, you know, like six months up to a year, it's fine in the freezer. Um, mm-hmm. If you go longer than that and it's been frozen the whole time, you're not. it's not going to be a food safety issue. It'll be more of a quality issue, mm-hmm. uh, eating quality issue. So you're fine that way. Well, real um, quick, before we before yeah. we dive any further, I do want to bring up something for our consumers who are listening. You talked about select, choice, prime. I mean, these are all words that are talking about the grade of the piece of meat. So um, all meat is graded and when it goes through and that's how it's priced. So can mm-hmm. you walk us through what each of those grades mean and how they are a little different? Sure. So. Beef in the supermarket is all inspected, and if it is graded, it, it does be a prime, a choice, a select, and those are um, prime is like we say our highest grade, so it's um, the ultimate eating experience. And the way their beef is graded is um, they look for marbling, which is the internal flex of fat in the muscle, so not that exterior fat, you know, because you get a it's got all that exterior fat, the kernel fat, but the marbling is really inside the meat. Um, You know, that's what makes that choice tenderloin. So tender, juicy, flavorful is that marbling, those internal flex Mm -hmm. of the meat. And that is the main qualifier for grading. So prime beef has the most marbling. And here in Wisconsin, when you go out to a really nice supper club, restaurant, they could have prime beef on the menu and it will be labeled as such. So then, you know, it's going to be tender. It's going to be juicy. It's going to be flavorful. You can also get prime beef in supermarkets and it should be labeled prime. Um, Then the second kind of highest quality grade is choice. And I think all of our supermarkets here in the state um, sell choice beef um, and it will be labeled choice. And then the third highest quality grade is select. And if it's if you see beef in the supermarket, um, maybe on sale, and it doesn't say a choice cut, it's probably a select cut. So it just means it has a little less marbling. You're still going to have a great eating experience. Um, if you go and buy a select tenderloin and you sear it in a cast iron pan just like you would a choice and then bake it in the oven, it's going to be delicious. It's you, delicious either you, way. Yes. It's delicious. It's great. <laughs> You'll be fine. It's good. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's just, that's just another way you can be a little more budget friendly as well. You know, yes. check out those grades of meat and, and know what you're investing in then when you're bringing that home. So since we're on the budget topic here, what are great swaps? Because, you know, like I said, maybe <clears throat> people went a little crazy and like, uh, got yeah. too many presents for people because they wanted to give. And now it's like, uh Oh, my budget, what am I going to do for dinner yeah. now? <laughs> yeah. Well, we have a new, um, PDF and actually it's on our website, beeftips.com right on the homepage, the first slider, it says home for the holidays, learn more, click right there. We've got everything you need to know, everything you and I are going to talk about, you can find yes. there, but we've got this nice little PDF there, um, that it says holiday roast swaps. So it's got some options for you with some more economical cuts. Um, this cut I've been making this month, um, and it's a sirloin tip roast and half price of even a select tenderloin roast. Um, it's not as tender because it's from the sirloin, 
but it's still got that great beef flavor. You you cook it like similar to a tenderloin and a prime rib or rib roast on a rack in a roasting pan. A little um, cooler oven, 325 degrees. Season it up, rub it up how how you want or go to beeftips.com we've got recipes a thyme rubbed sirloin tip roast is a great option and you know like since you and i love tenderloin the best yeah. swap i think is just looking for a select tenderloin instead of a choice um but on here too they have tri-tip roasts are a good option even briskets too you know mm, if you want to yeah. make a brisket um for the holidays that's a that's great bake it in the oven brisket is you know you can get kind of as big as you want if you yeah. call ahead and can make a really nice size meal with that and then you've got all your round roasts too your top round your rump eye around um those are very economical very lean even a choice round rump roast is lean meaning it doesn't have a lot of marbling mm-hmm. so um if you're the type of person that maybe doesn't like it medium rare that likes it a little more medium to well done, I would avoid the round roast. Even the sirloin tip is best mediumer. Let's, let's talk about that because I get a lot of grief from people when we go out to eat and or if I'm cooking at home. Um, I grew up on a beef farm. <laughs> and honestly, I like my steaks well done. Like, it's just, I know, right? It's just like, it's appalling to people. And they're like, you're ruining it. What are you doing? But I guess I get it from my dad. <laughs> my dad yeah. was a beef producer. And I, it, it's just an, it's just what you personally like mm-hmm. as a taste. Um, my husband much rather would prefer like a medium to a medium well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, let's let's talk about, you know, the taste and what, what works for which cuts. What should we be thinking about? And, and, not, and don't be like me and just do everything well done. <laughs> no, well... If that's what you like, that's fine. But yeah, if if you do like it more than well done, avoid those really lean cuts. Um, Got it. Because you're going to lose some of your good eating, the good eating experience yeah. that be out the door if you have a well done rump roast. Um, but tenderloins are fine. Cooked medium to well. Rib roasts, <clears throat> excuse me, rib roasts, um, ribeye roasts are fine because they have all that internal marbling Mm -hmm. chuck roasts um usually cuts from the chuck have more marbling um than the round you know so and you can tell a difference too like if you're just making a slow cooker um Mm -hmm. you know slow cooking a roast and you do a chuck roast and then maybe a week later you do the exact same recipe with a round roast you're going to tell a difference because that chuck has that internal marbling um and also, too, we've got all the times and temperatures and charts on the website on that Home for the Holidays page for all of our roasts. So use a use your thermometer Yep. for sure if you don't want to cook it as so Amy would like it, you know, cook more like Angie would like it. <laughs> use that thermometer so you can pull it out at the right temp. So medium rare, our finished temp is 145. You want to pull it out at 135. These larger roasts that we're making this time of year in the holidays, they need to be, they need to rest. Mm -hmm. So after you pull them out of the oven, you can even leave them on the rack in the pan. Just put, tent it loosely with foil. Check that meat thermometer. It's going to raise five to 10 degrees. So one, you know, pull it out 135. It'll raise to 145. You want to let it set, you know, a ribeye roast, 20 minutes minimum. 
So let it cool down. Let those juices that are boiling doing the cooking settle back into their pockets where they belong. So then when you move it to the cutting board and you go to carve it, they stay, oh. the juice stays inside. You don't lose all the good your, stuff then. No. And you'll know when you cut in too early because you lose your juice. Ah, so, that's a nice little tip. Yep. So you got to be patient. And it's really hard. It's really hard because it smells <laughs> so good. Christmas Day, I'm going to smoke a prime rib um, for at the farm. And it's the hardest thing is going to be keeping my dad from slicing into the rib roast. And he knows better, but it smells so good. And you just want to dig in, but you got to wait. You got to be patient. Let's talk about planning for the number of guests you're going to have versus how big of a piece of meat you should be buying. I think yes. that's a, a really hard thing because you don't, um, you know, since we're really talking about staying on a budget this holiday season, you know, you, you don't want to have too little food for everybody. You know, that's always a fear. But then sometimes you get, you get a little crazy and you get to the mm-hmm. ca- meat counter and you get something that's way too much and then you're eating mm-hmm. it for days, which in my house, we love leftovers. So it isn't yeah, a bad thing. But I know some people don't enjoy that. Right. Um, so on Beef Up the Holidays page on the website, we have a beef roasting timetable. And then it does have some of the... Um, the serving sizes on here, so you, your pox, approximate weight of the roast and how many servings. So, like these boneless roasts, like the sirloin tips, um, mm-hmm. the tenderloins, the round roast, all of those roasts, maybe other than the ribeye, there's hardly no fat, external fat on these. So, you're not going to lose a lot of weight um, with trimmings. So, you know, typically we say, four servings per pound, but it's the holidays. I like to say two servings per pound. And you could probably even go three per pound if you have another meat um, and you have a lot of appetizers um, or a lot of side dishes. But otherwise, I like to go two people per pound. And even with a boneless ribeye, I do two people per pound. Bone-in ribeye, it says on the website to go one person per pound um, because of the bones. But that's a hearty serving. So, um, there, but that there's a nice chart that's got um, a lot of that on there for tenderloin, ribeye roast, bone-in, boneless um, on beeftips.com, kind of with a little more information. But, um, yeah, because each roast is a little different. But. Sure, sure. And just to point out, we also have that same – uh, PDF she's talking about posted for you on Inside the Bullseye. Mm-hmm. So just head on over to our Facebook page and uh, you can see that same exact post from the Wisconsin Beef Council on our page as well. Since we talked about bone in versus boneless, are there any advantages to doing one or the other? <clears throat> Depends who you talk to. Like my dad, <laughs> old school farmer, which maybe your dad's the same way. He says bone in has more flavor. Because you True. got the bone there. You know, he's always wants the T wants T bones with the big bone. So you yep. chew. <laughs> but um <laughs> bone in does take a little longer to cook. Okay. Because the bones insulate that the rib eye, the eye of meat. But also too, then that helps um if maybe you're a novice cook and you don't want to overcook it, the bones help insulate that. Mm-hmm. Um I, when I've been smoking the prime ribs this month for TV, I'm doing the bone in. So then I put the bone down on the grate and have really good circulation. 
Um, if you don't have a cooking rack, you could use those chine bones as your rack and then you don't need that. Personally, if I go out and buy a ribeye or rib roast to make for my family, I buy boneless. We don't have any pets for the bones. We don't need them and it tastes great without it. So kind of personal preference. I personally like boneless because I feel like it's less work (laughs) to get it from the kitchen to the table. And it is easier to carve. You're exactly yeah. right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I take the easy way out, I guess. <laughs> That's good. Hey, too, before I forget, um, yes. on our Beef Up the Holidays page, we have a nice link to a blogger, Vindulge, um, okay. with wine and prime rib pairings. So oh. if you're going to have a prime rib for the holidays and maybe you want to head out and get a special wine to pair with it, check that out. And then we do have um, kind of a fun chart made by the checkoff, just beef and alcohol pairings and actually kind of different kind of beef cuts and dishes to pair with different kinds of beers and wines. So that's really fun. Can't forget our beverages during the holidays. That's right. That's right. I mean, if we're entertaining guests, I mean, you gotta, you gotta have everything, but again, we're, we're sticking to our budget. We're going to try very hard to stick to our budget this year, right? Right. Well, and get an economical wine, get a cheap wine. Yeah, you're good. There you That's go. what I drink anyway. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, Andy, are there any any last minute tips? Because like I said, we're just two days away. So if people are kind of scrambling right now to get their, their holiday menu planned, you know, on a tight deadline, whether it be for, for Christmas or for uh, New Year's, mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're working on a tight deadline now. What should we be thinking about? I would call ahead. Okay. Call where you shop. And just talk to the meat department personnel, and that will take some stress off of um, heading to the supermarket. If you're going to shop today right away, just go. But if you want to wait till right before, the day before you're going to cook, I would call ahead. And, you know, you could even tell them, I'm going to have 10 people and I want a boneless ribeye. Or I'm going to have six people and I would like a choice tenderloin. They will help you out. They will get you what you need. And then I feel that takes a lot of stress off of myself, mm-hmm. knowing it's there and ready. <laughs> it's never a bad idea to make friends with the people behind the meat counter because they can come through for you when you're on these tight deadlines. Yes. Well, Angie, I have to ask you, what what is the one dish when it comes to, you know, beef that you, mm-hmm. you your family just can't live without during the holidays? What's the one thing um, maybe our consumers should be trying if 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 they need if they need different. something for their menu? <clears throat> well, I would say a tenderloin. If you're ribeye, I mean we make a ribeye every year for Christmas, but I just adore the tenderloin. And I've been making the select tenderloins, and I've yeah. been doing them in my cast iron pan, searing them, rolling them, searing them, seasoning them, and then popping them in the oven. And then after you get it seared. And you put you pop it in the oven. It does not take very long. Even this size of a roast, two and a half, three pounds, you're talking in the oven twenty minutes oh, wow. to get it up to one thirty five, one forty, and um, super easy to do. Expect you know if you're opening gifts on Christmas morning, you want to make one for lunch. If that's your big meal, super easy. No reason not to. The ribeye takes a little bit more time. It's a big time investment. You know, three hours in the oven, but definitely worth a try if you haven't made either one of those those are my christmas go-tos that sounds fantastic i'm i'm hungry already for a a holiday meal (laughs) so go to beeftips.com 
click on home for the holidays and you will find recipes there for these roasts, um, all the cooking tips, all the side dishes, all the rubs, everything you need to know. It's probably overwhelming. It's probably too much information. It's a little overwhelming. Take five minutes, go through it, but um, you will not be disappointed. Oh, that sounds great. Well, Angie, hey, our time is quickly winding down, and I promised you you'd, you'd have some time to get to, back to that gift wrapping you need to get do, done. So any final thoughts we should we should share with our consumers that are listening? Um, just have a great holiday. Have a great Christmas, New Year's, and um, enjoy beef. And just know it's raised by great people here in the state of Wisconsin, your friends, your families, your neighbors that you don't even know. Um, we have over 14,000 beef producers dedicated out doing chores on Christmas morning, Christmas Eve night um, to, to bring you great quality, wholesome, delicious beef for your holiday table. Yeah, that is such a good point to bring up. You know, our farmers are working 365 days a year to to not only feed and clothe all of us, but, you know, to make sure we have all of those products we bring into our homes every single day. And, you know, the chores don't stop, even even on the holidays. You don't get an off day. Exactly. Well, you're listening to Angie Horkin, the Director of Marketing for the Wisconsin Beef Council. Angie, from all of us here at Inside the Bullseye, thank you so much for what you're doing to promote the agricultural industry and especially what you're doing to support local farmers. We appreciate your time and talent so very much, and happy holidays to you. Thank you. You guys, too. Have a great holiday. Well, if you'd like to get a look at some of those recipes Angie talked about or maybe some of those swap ideas, you can check out beeftips.com. Look for the Beef Up the Holidays tab. Don't worry, we'll link to all of that for you in the show notes as well. Thanks so much for joining us. I hope after listening, you feel just a little more connected to the people and places that have made it possible for you to bring all of your favorite products into your home every day. Inside the Bullseye is available for download right now. Just click subscribe wherever you consume your favorite podcasts and catch a new episode featuring a new guest every Thursday. Don't forget, be sure to join the conversation as well. We'd love to hear from you. Follow along on Facebook and Instagram at Inside the Bullseye. You have questions, ask me. I'll get you the answer in a future episode. This episode of Inside the Bullseye wouldn't be possible without ABS Global. ABS is a bovine genetic company that's proud to partner with farmers in 70 countries all around the globe to produce nutritional animal proteins to feed the world. Thanks so much for joining us. In the meantime, be sure to thank a farmer.